This show is part of the Planetside Podcast Network. For more information, go to planetsidepodcasts.com. And thank you for listening. Welcome to I Shouldn't Have to Say This, where we discuss topics we believe require some critical and nuanced thinking. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at saythiscast at gmail.com, follow us on Twitter at saythiscast, and go to saythiscast.com to hear previous episodes. In high school, I went on a hike once with my family through the mountainside in rural Colorado. It was a pretty good time. Pretty easy hike too, not that steep, and the weather was nice despite the fact that it was summer, it doesn't get too hot in the mountains. And to add to that, we were hiking by a lake. It was a beautiful day. And as we rounded a corner, I saw a fallen tree hanging over the lake. It looked pretty sturdy. So I thought it'd be a fun thing to walk out there and just on the log and just kind of stand there over the lake. So I jumped up on the log and I walked out there. And a few minutes later, my brother decided it'd be fun to kick the tree and I fell into the water and scratched the shit out of my leg. When I walked out of the water, because it wasn't too deep, and got on land, I saw that my leg was bleeding pretty profusely. Now, I wasn't injured badly or anything, but I had these three long cuts down my thigh on the outside of my right leg, and it hurt a shit ton. There was literally lake water in there. Not a fun time. But I persisted, and we finished up the hike, and we packed it in and went home. That night around dinner, we were talking about the events of the day, and my fall came up, and he started laughing about it but I didn't find it very funny. My leg still had a huge bandage on it and it was going to scar. I mean, to this day, about 10 years later, I still have that scar. I said, hey man, that's not fucking funny. You should apologize. And he didn't, cause he wasn't very sorry. And I remember feeling really fucking angry in that moment. And so I insisted on him to apologize and it turned into an argument. My mom and dad didn't really think it was a huge deal, because I was fine, to be fair. But eventually they just said, just apologize to your sister. And so, he did. And his apology fucking sucked. Basically, it went something like, well, I'm sorry you're a little bitch or something like that. And it wasn't fulfilling at all. And so, of course, I stayed mad. But my parents said I got my apology and it was time for me to let it go. And it wasn't that big of a deal, so eventually I did. But the small bit of resentment exists. I have this huge scar that's probably not going away for another 10 years. This just hangs around. And to reiterate, I don't really care. Looks pretty metal. Don't have any problem with it. But I remembered that story when I read something on Twitter the other day. Somebody said, Remember that accountability is not something that you can demand of somebody. It's something that has to be voluntarily given. If my brother wanted to apologize for inflicting this harm on me, he would've, but he didn't. And when I tried to extract it from him, the apology sucked ass. And that's so it goes. And so maybe I shouldn't have to say this, but this goes for accountability too. Accountability 
is solely voluntary. If a party isn't willing to be accountable, you can't hold them to that. They have to hold themselves to that standard, and then you can assist them in that endeavor. Welcome to an episode of I Shouldn't Have to Say This, the chaotic good podcast where we talk about things and stuff. And I'm probably going to rant a lot on this episode, but also we are live uh, currently, not at the time that you're listening to this, but right now in the moment that I am in um, with genre, my co-host, and I am Nicole. There's a lot going on there. <laughs> yep. And I'm not redoing it. We're on uh, genre's Twitch stream press start morlock it's a good time <laughs> anyways we are we are right now recording i i stream uh every tuesday at 10 p.m and every friday at 3 p.m we are recording on the friday uh we have some people in the chat we aren't going to be really responding to them while we're recording but it's it it's an experiment maybe we'll do this uh again bitch so, i might Whoa, she okay. <laughs> press start Morlock on Twitch, twitch.tv slash press start Morlock. Uh, the link is in the description of the podcast. And today we are talking about accountability and redemption. There it is. So in the online space, there's a lot going on right now. There are a whole lot of public figures who are being exposed for things of various levels of bad. On one hand, you have, you know, your Shane Dawson's, who have been repeatedly racist, pretty homophobic, pretty ableist, pretty fatphobic, probably fucked his cat, definitely probably fucked some kids. I'm sorry. What? His cat? His cat, yeah, he came on his cat when he was 19. Anyways, and then on the other side of the spectrum, you have people like uh, Jenna Marbles, who was, you know, a little did blackface like a while ago and seemingly did a lot of work on herself. For real, for real, did. And yeah. uh, now promotes a lot about Black Lives Matter on her Twitter, though she doesn't really make videos about it. And I do believe she's made some donations, not really sure. But, you know. But she said she's she might not be doing videos anymore. Which, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, the, her yeah. content was never my cup of tea, but I truly think that it is both sad and ultimately misplaced to leave the platform. But yeah. that's a discussion for another time. Point. So what do we do when people do bad things? There are a few options, I guess. Um, the first one is, ah, they did a bad thing and I can no longer stomach supporting them. So you stop that, which is cool. I think that's a completely respectable thing to do, honestly. Yeah, just like a personal canceling? It's not even canceling, it's just personally deciding that you can't stomach it. Which, when people say cancel culture, they're just talking about a lot of people making the personal decision to stop supporting somebody. Mm -hmm. Which I think is fine. I've done that with a bunch of people. Yeah, Erica Badu, fuck yeah. her. I am yeah, a I mean, Louis C.K. Yeah. Or um, MC Chris. Yeah. Just people that are just like, I can't 
do it anymore. I'm not going to support them. I'm not going to even listen to them. Yeah. Because what they've done is more impactful than the art that they create for me. And I think that's crazy, like, when that happens to someone. Yeah. I mean, when a lot of people think that and they lose support, I mean... It's just a thing. It's just a bunch of people making a personal decision. So I don't really think that like canceling is exactly the right word for it. But there's canceling them. There's keeping it pushing because you just don't give a fuck, which is the option that the great majority of people take all the time. Mm -hmm. And there's holding them accountable and trying to get them to engage in a process of accountability and like subsequently being redeemed through that process. Something that really frustrates me when we talk about the idea of accountability and redemption when it comes to these figures, and even in our own lives, is that nobody really ever talks about what that looks like. Like mechanically, what is the process that one has to go through in order to redeem themselves and to be held accountable for their actions? It seems like a pretty simple thing, but yet... I mean, you get anything from people leaving the platform forever in the case of Jenna Marbles, which isn't right. Or you get people who go under the radar for two years, then come back and never talk about what they did ever again. Yeah. And people say they redeemed themselves, which describes the actions of a lot of people. Like this one guy, Nick Robinson, who worked at Polygon for a while and a couple years back was exposed for being a huge sex pest not a predator probably but definitely like a creep in the dms in a way that like shouldn't be acceptable and he made one little apology which was trash in the best case and then he disappeared for a couple of years and when alas we needed him the least he returned to us (laughs) Avatar. (laughs) And now he has a YouTube, which I believe has 60,000 subscribers. We're not going to link that. No. And also, he has never referenced his actions two years ago, although you can read all about it in an article that we will link. Excellent. From... Kotaku, which is another subject. Okay, there's a lot going on right now. <laughs> Kotaku? Oh, no. Oh, okay. <clears throat> there's Please? so much. There's so yeah. much. I'll tell you about that off stream. Cool. <laughs> so, I think a really important... I think this really comes down to two really important questions. So, like, what does accountability look like? And what is the point in which somebody is rehabilitated? Before we started recording, I remember saying... I don't feel like accountability looks like somebody saying, oh, I'm a, I was a sex pest when I was 16 on the first date with somebody when they're 46 and then like having to feverishly explain that they've done 10,000 hours of reading on the topic of being anti-sexist and also have done XYZ, XYZ, XYZ into eternity. I think Mm. that maybe they should just be allowed to like leave that part of themselves in the past, share it when it's pertinent and not share it when it's not pertinent. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it comes up, if someone calls you out on it, you say like what you've done. But if 
You don't yeah. just like pop out of nowhere and say, look what I've done, because that's just. And it shouldn't be an expectation using. that you share it with absolutely everybody. Like it's yeah. your at a certain point, it should be your business. Probably not right afterwards. We'll get into this, but I do think that the people around you probably should know about your proclivities up and until a certain point that mm. I personally can't make a strong prescriptive claim on because it's not a set thing. To try and make this episode short and to the point, I just want to talk about what I think this should actually look like. The process of accountability, and then talk a little bit about what redemption means and who gets to decide that. I'm down. Let's do it. There are going to be one, two, three, four, five points here. Number one, an acceptance of blame. A lot of people get super defensive when they are getting called out for various shit. And that's never what you want. A good apology starts with an acceptance that you've done something wrong and calling out the harm done to you. After all, when you're giving an apology or you're getting an apology, it's really important that the person who's doing the apologizing knows why they're doing it. If they cannot <laughs> tell you why they're apologizing, then you either haven't told them what the grievance is, which is a problem, or they don't understand it. And so the apology is bullshit off jump. A third option, they aren't doing that because they aren't sorry, or they're trying to protect themselves legally. Just not apologizing correctly because you don't want to get in board trouble just sickens me even more than just not understanding. Because yeah. you know what you did. And it's not like you don't care. It's because you want to protect yourself and that's it. You're you're thinking about protecting yourself more than protecting your victim. That's definitely a good point. I want to point out that I'm here talking more about the light offenses. I'm not really talking about Shane Dawson, who created an entire video apologizing for like how much of a racist he was, but never touched on the pedophilia or like right. anybody in the fighting game community. I think that that is a much more complicated arrangement that should probably include some legal ramifications, but the rest of this will more closely relate to what I think should happen with him. Right. The second point is a proper fucking apology. So acceptance of blame, reiterating the harm straight up, and then saying, I'm sorry for that from the bottom of my heart. And then the next part of the thing is setting up a mode of accountability. Whether that's just how do you maintain accountability with yourself, which is not a good idea, or collaborative work, including how do you get held accountable for what you do in the future? Right. One example that I really like to talk about a lot is my experience being friends with somebody who did a bad thing in the past, was abusive in the past. I am friends with somebody who was pretty abusive in the past. It's been a lot of years since that happened, but I was friends with them throughout that because I didn't want to see him leave the community and go to another one and repeat his behavior that he did in the last one. I think you uh, talked about this in a much earlier episode. I sure did. Yeah. We'll link to that episode too. But essentially, I wanted to be there to be somebody who could hold him accountable for his actions because I knew what he did in the past and I knew that there was work that needed to be done. Right. And together, we were able to come up with a course of action about how he could improve his behavior and get to the bottom of it. Now, here's something that really annoys me. 
this is a lot of self-work here. Somebody probably needs to go see a therapist. Somebody probably needs to read a few books if they were racist or something. But a lot of re-education and in many cases, professional help in regards to mental health is needed. And that's important work that has to get done. And the people in that person's life have to know that it's happening. If you have somebody who's going through a bunch of therapy to get over or to address why they're a fucking rapist, their entire family should know and hold them to account for making their appointments and doing the exercises that the therapist tells them to do. Right. It's really important. What can't happen is for somebody to just fuck off into the distance and say, yeah, I'll go to therapy and then never do it and then continue to cause havoc in every community that they're in so that's a thing yeah it is yeah so typically forming that support group that is going to remain critical of you but still care enough about you and the people around you to get you to do the work to improve yourself this is a long process with no hard fast end but it definitely takes more than a couple of fucking weeks of work this is a hard one, too. It is incredibly hard, and it is a process that sometimes just does not stop. This is work on yourself. This is growing. This is improving your life. And, like, when you say it's a long process, this could be years. It could be decades. It could literally be endless. You could die, could and, endless, you could die yeah. and not get over everything that you did or, like, be the person that you want to be. Right. But the thing that has to be present throughout the process is a willingness to engage in it. I want to make that really clear just because I think I forgot to say that before we started on the process. In order for accountability to work and for rehabilitation to even be possible, an option, the person being rehabilitated has to give a shit about being rehabilitated. Like there are a lot of people who don't give a fuck about the people that they hurt. And they say, I'm a better person now, but they never did any sort of work in order to get to the point that they are. Um, They just stopped doing those types of things because it wasn't lucrative for them or other reasons. And that's bullshit. Or they continue to do it. And, you know, all of those things are bullshit. You have to care enough to engage in the process. And if you don't, then fuck you. (laughs) You know, (laughs) you don't get redemption (laughs) if you don't give a fuck. It's that simple. Yeah, you can't <laughs> you you can't work on yourself if you think there's nothing to work on, and if you do quote unquote work, that means you're just going through the motions. That's not. It's literally not doing anything. That's just. It's like diversity training for cops. Um, none <laughs> of them walk back. into that room giving <laughs> a shit about like killing less black people and they leave that room not giving a shit about killing less black people. It's just so that they can continue to keep their job. And that type of motivation doesn't really yield uh, results typically. If somebody didn't understand what they did wrong or they just don't care that they did something wrong or hurt somebody, then like that's a really good indication that you shouldn't try and go through accountability or a process of redemption because it's not possible. They don't want to do it. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. (laughs) Antiquated (laughs) saying, and yet so very useful for so many things. Yeah. You have to go in with with an open mind and open heart. So that's a prerequisite for all Uh, of this, but particularly for the 
point of coming up with a system of accountability because somebody can't be held accountable for their actions if they don't care enough about your disapproval to like give a shit. Like in the case of my friend who I mentioned a little bit earlier, I said, don't do any of this shit again or else you will lose my friendship. Really simple. And they were suitably motivated before I said that. But after that, that was another added form of motivation. The fourth step that has to happen in this process is restitution. And this is a really important one because this is the one that always gets ignored. When you do harm to somebody, it's not enough to accept the blame and to say I'm sorry and to do the work. You also have to attempt to make it right. Exactly. And this can look in a lot of different ways because sometimes it can be finding the person that you harmed and telling them all about what you've done and them forgiving you. But sometimes the person you've harmed never wants to fucking see you again, and that has to be respected. So how do you pay restitution properly? Well, if you can't contact them, maybe it's talking about what you went through and talking about what accountability looked like for you and trying to educate people about why they shouldn't go down the same road that you went. So... If you're a dude who is a sex pest and then you do a lot of work and you realize the error of your ways and you're no longer a sex pest to the best of your knowledge, talk to some guys about that. Just say like, hey man, maybe you shouldn't send that chick a picture of your dick and balls. Maybe it's really cool to just like compliment her shoes or something. The way you said that, you, you, it, it's, it sounded like you were implying that you, it, like, it had to be one or the other. I said dick and balls. Yeah, yeah. Like, so so it could be dick or balls, but not both. Oh, God. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Um, no dick or balls. Just normal human communication with another person who you respect. Maybe a picture of your face smiling. Yes. Or, hey, man, you're at work and this is your coworker and she just wants to take her fucking paycheck and go home. Maybe you shouldn't flirt with her maybe that wouldn't be a cool thing to do or maybe if you see this guy like start gyrating his hips on this woman who's like partying with her whole group of like feminine presenting friends you should say like hey man maybe don't stick your dick between her ass cheeks on the dance floor all of this is pre-covid information but it it stands just tell your friends not to be fucking creepy be vocal about it and don't be a creep. Maybe that's what restitution looks like for <laughs> Just you. Just generally don't be a creep. Don't be a creep, but also, like, talk about it. Talk about why you know not to be a creep. Talk about the harm that it creates. Talk about the harm that you did. And really own the fact that that was the person that you were, and you're no longer that person. And maybe if you try to make it up to someone, then don't expect to be thanked for doing the work. Yeah. Oh, I was talking about... What you should do regardless of whether you're forgiven or not. Oh, got it. Because here is another really important thing that I believe in strongly. If you've done somebody a harm, they don't need to have any investment in your redemption whatsoever. To them, you can be irredeemable until the end of time. It's not really their responsibility to redeem you. And oftentimes it's literally triggering for you to re-enter that person's life. So it can be more destructive to do so. But that asks a kind of a question now, doesn't it? How do you make restitution to the person that you harmed? 
Well, sometimes you you reach out and you say, hey, man, I, I know what I did. I'm really sorry. Um, you don't have to respond to this. I just want you to know that I think about this often and I'm trying to make it right. If you would like to talk, I am here. But if you don't want to, I truly apologize for any emotional trauma this might cause you. And then you fuck off. <laughs> or forever like don't even or like don't even do that just just go forward with your life and make restitution to society in addition to hurting an individual you also hurt the people around you just try and do good especially if you're like a celebrity or something oh yeah you have if, a platform. if you're rich just like in addition to all this shit pay money to the to the cause yeah pay yeah i want to see I'm not going to mention names. <laughs> I mean, uh, I will. I I when I want to see Nairo happened. pay money towards uh, abused children funds and such. <laughs> I was going to say, I want to see Louis C.K. like dump some of his millions of dollars into a fund to help women in some way in comedy or something like that. Yeah, but don't do th- but don't do that if you haven't done the other parts because like he probably yeah. is still exposing himself to women every single day. Probably, yeah. <laughs> um God, yeah, it's really important that you that like you don't do empty restitution either because that's not sufficient. Right. You can't just pay this off. All of these points that I've been making work as a system. You want acceptance of blame apology do the work try and pay restitution in whatever way you can and understand that the victim is never required to accept that the process worked but that doesn't mean that you're not rehabilitated and that doesn't mean that you're a bad person okay like that's the other thing that i really think is important um a victim is not solely responsible for that process or accepting that process or arbitration of it. It's not their responsibility to say whether it worked or not. I mean, they may want to, they may want to be a part of that process and that would be their right to, but also they don't get to hold you to account for things that are going on with their life for the rest of time. Like I have somebody who was abusive to me. I don't think that she will ever really go through this process because i don't want to talk to her ever again but um you know it's a thing yeah and i'll probably never accept it but if somebody told me that she had like realized what she did independent of my intervention and like tried to not be a shit person anymore good for her i don't (laughs) give a fuck i mean like too late for me fam (laughs) i mean the the most that you are you're not expected to do anything with that. You're not expected to. I'm not going to thank her. She doesn't get a cookie. Yeah. She doesn't it's get a just, Nicole cookie. You know, you walk like you. If if this describes you or somebody like they just have to walk with the understanding that they're a better person. And also like never hide it. It's weird when you hide your past self. When you say, hey, man, this is somebody I was in the past. So I'm going to I'm actually going to name names right now because okay, I think that this is a go. really good. I actually like this guy. So there's a there's a Smash Bros player named Esam, and before everything uh, blew up, a video from 2014 came out of Esam saying some homophobic shit and some racist shit. Excellent. At the time of this recording, when Nicole said before everything blew up, there have been a lot of allegations and people coming forward about some abusive practices and some people that have been 
really, really horrible in the Super Smash Bros. Uh, fighting community. We're recording this at the very beginning of July, so things might have progressed even more. More people might have come out by the time you're hearing this. We don't know. Yeah, and if anything comes out with Esam, um, fuck him. But, like, <laughs> I don't... Did he fucking delete it? Probably. <sighs> okay, so I will have to talk exclusively from my mind brain. Uh-oh. And this one tweet. So the first tweet in this little thread was, I've been aware of a video that surfaced of me in 2014 saying both racial and homophobic slur. I'm so sorry for ever thinking it was okay as a straight white man to say those things. It's gross and disgusting, and I never thought it was acceptable. And then, like, he goes on to say... That person that I was in the past is not who I am today. I spend a lot of time speaking out against shit in the Smash community about Black Lives Matter and all of these things in an attempt to try and, like, do better than the person I was back then. And, you know, I'm just going to keep on trying to do that. And if you don't want to accept this apology, completely valid. You're fine. If you're not comfortable supporting me anymore, like... That is your decision, and you're valid. That's a really good way of going about it, I think. Yeah, I think that that's really fair to say, like, hey, that was some shit. I use my platform these days to call attention against these very issues that I was guilty of perpetuating. I'm sorry for the harm that I have caused. I hope to continue to do good if you can't continue to support me. Valid. Mm. And that's it. Yeah. I think that's a super good way of going about it. And I think that that's acceptable and that we as people should be accepting of those types of apologies. Not every apology, but of those. People that are actually trying to apologize, but you don't have to accept it, but they need to do that. Yeah. And the important part of this is that he really has been using his quite sizable platform to talk about Black Lives Matter and anti-sexism and anti-racism pretty actively and pretty confrontationally within the Smash community. He's made a lot of enemies with that type of call out. Like he like calls people transphobic pieces of shit in the in the community when they're being terrible to like the fucking homos of Smash. I mean, he really... He really tries to go the distance, and that's enough for me, and I think it should be enough for anybody. Or I think we should strive to get to the point where, like, if we're not directly victims of it, that we should accept real progress and be very wary and contract to bring back an example of Nick Robinson of people who disappear for a while and then come back and never speak of it again. Because there are a lot of people who have this very week told me that the man is fucking redeemed, despite the fact that he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. Like maybe he just just, went away. Maybe he did stuff behind the scenes. But in that case, say something if you want to come back into the public eye. Yeah. If you're a public figure, you have to talk about what you did publicly or else nobody knows it happened. And also you aren't making proper restitution for what you've done. It's the tree falling in the woods thing. Yep. If you went to therapy in the woods, did it really happen? And no one was there to hear it. Did it really happen? (laughs) If you went to therapy in the woods. And no one was there to hear it. I mean, that's just sitting alone in the woods. (laughs) Ah, but nature 
is the therapy of itself genre. Move the trees. Have you ever hugged a redwood? It's truly a spiritually awakening situation. I'm really glad you're like hundreds of miles away right now. I can't. I can't throw anything that far. So. <laughs> I can't. Like, if we were in a studio right now, there you would hear like something in the background just hitting Rick in the face. <laughs> Have <laughs> you ever run in the in the forest with a pack of wolves? It feels. Are you really so going nice. into colors of the wind right <laughs> no, now? No, 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 no. Are you no. really Na- Native American lives matter? Fuck you. There are first people. <laughs> Fuck Fourth of July. I am not a racist, <laughs> except for to blacks. Fuck blacks. <laughs> That's the episode. That's all I have to say. <laughs> you shouldn't have to say this, but anything. Any, you got anything? I shouldn't have to say this. If you're at a party. And you see some weird shit happening, like a girl that looks kind of out of it and she's being like led away by a guy who seems a little bit too sober or some shit. You wade across the party room and you tap her on the shoulder and you say, hey, you okay? Or if you're afraid of doing that because the guy seems pretty creepy and menacing, then you say, hey, um, could I talk to my friend for a minute? I just wanted to ask her a question. If he acts super defensive, you know to get her out of there. Look out for each other. Look out for each other. Just, like, keep an eye out. If you see somebody who's attempting a rape, you don't need to, like, literally deck them in the face and princess carry a bitch out of the room. <laughs> there are there are passive ways of uh, defusing these types of situations. You don't have to officer in a gentleman, that, that girl. Truly, this is a really important point that has nothing to do with the episode, but there are a lot of, like, really, really bad situations that can be defused by showing the person who is perpetrating those situations that somebody is watching them. Yeah. People will stop doing things if they know they're being seen. All right, so after all that discussion, it's really great. You know, things are important to talk about, but we also want to talk about things that are positive and that uh, can uplift us. So, Nicole, what's a positive thing in your life that is that is helping out right now? Okay, so on Steam, there's this, uh, there's this, it's a game, but it's really more of like a little toy situation. It's called Townscaper. It's an instant town building toy is the way that it is described. Uh, essentially, you boot it up. There's like some water and you click on the water and different colored buildings emerge from it. And the sound effects and like the animation is really beautiful. And it all kind of like automatically fits together. You can't really control much. You can just control like where things go and then stuff will auto generate from there. It is a very sweet toy that I enjoy playing with a lot on Zoom calls. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's pr- it's pretty cool. It's fun. It's like fun. while you're on a Zoom call, <laughs> this is in this is in the background, basically. Yeah, I mean, when I'm on a Zoom call and I can turn off the camera, I'll just like build a little town or something. I'm not really much of a builder, so this is kind of perfect for me because like it just kind of auto generates shit. And so, you know, it, it's a it's a toy. 
And it certainly does its job. It's five bucks. I think it's worth it. (laughs) Isn't it like on Zoom? Can't the can't the person that owns the Zoom see what you're doing? Like see what programs are? I have a work I have a work computer and I have my computer and they never mix. Nice, nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so um, my thing, and uh, we both had to brainstorm. By the way, just wanted to let everybody know we had to brainstorm a lot. Everything <laughs> is fucking terrible. It's right just now. terrible. But um, like we said at the beginning of the show, uh, uh, we are recording this episode live on Twitch during my political chat, which happens every Friday at 3. We also have one at 10 p.m. on Tuesdays. Both are Eastern. And a couple Tuesday ago, we were we were having a good time. We had like 10 people in the chat. It was really fun. And then this streamer I, I watched called I'm Really Important, really good dude, he, he raids us with like 70 people. Damn. It was insane it was crazy i and really interesting opinions and one of the things that they do on his chat is just uh watch some c-span videos like either callers or stuff that's going on in the house or the senate and it's it can be pretty interesting but yeah (laughs) freaking like 74 people just airdrops into the into the the stream And it was just really, really wonderful that a streamer that has like so many viewers actually knows my streams and thinks that it's they're good enough to lead his followers into it. It was just a really good feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, that was that's my thing. So anyway, thanks everybody for listening to I Shouldn't Have to Say This. We put our episodes up every Tuesday, the second Tuesday and the fourth Tuesday of every month. We are actually coming up on our year anniversary, Nicole. Yeah! What? End of August. We are. Everything is so much worse than it was last year. (laughs) How is that even possible? It wasn't great last year. No, things sucked last year. How did. Oh my god. It's only downhill for humanity from here. I guess. It's just the bar is so low. (laughs) Yeah, we uploaded our first episode on August 24th, 2019. So uh, we are trying to think of some really cool stuff to do, something really interesting to do for our year anniversary. So stay tuned for that. But like I said, second Tuesday and fourth Tuesday of every month. If you want to hear our past episodes, go to saythiscast.com. You'll find all of our past episodes there. Uh, If you want to support the show, there are a couple ways you can do that. One, you can leave reviews on on sites like Podchaser or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, anywhere that you want to leave reviews. It really helps us out knowing what we're doing good, what we're doing bad or whatever. You can email us also. Fuck you, rate us five stars. Yeah, okay. Uh, there you go. That's <laughs> No comments, five stars. No comments, just five stars, just five stars everything. Mhm. All right, sorry. I that was my mistake. Uh <laughs> I I didn't know what we were the rule that Nicole was going to just lay down. So, yeah, five stars, <laughs> no comments. Um you can also email us at saythiscast@gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at saythiscast. Sometimes we jump on there and just start fights with people. 
<laughs> if you want to support the show on coffee is ko-fi.com slash say this cast on patreon we have a patreon patreon.com slash say this cast we have a bunch of different levels you can hear the, the podcast early go high enough you can suggest topics that we might uh, cover things like that and we are going to once we get once you know we get some patrons we're gonna start producing some mini episodes that will be fun nicole wants to talk about adult oriented games booby games yes (laughs) booby games yes it's gonna be about booby games it's gonna be really good it's actually gonna be like a little bit it's gonna be intellectual like it'll be good i promise that it will be Fun. So it'll be fun and intellectual and about booby games. So that's great. So patreon.com slash say this cast. So we have a bunch of ideas. Let's our goal right now is to get Nicole a mic stand. Yep. Let's do this. That's the goal right now. We can do this because Nicole is using a deteriorating cardboard box. With my old power supply for my computer that's defunct in it. Yes, and it's to bring you entertainment, to bring you this wonderful show. So you could also (laughs) buy me a pop filter. A pop filter. Oh, yes. So, uh, yeah. So patreon.com slash say this cast or ko-fi.com slash say this cast. Let's help us out. (laughs) Where can we find you? (laughs) What'd you say? Not spit in your ear uh, symbolically. You can find me on Twitter at Jack of Three Trays, and that is three as in the number. Do not type it out. That will not get you to me. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me online. My twit my Twitter is at press start lock. Um, Twitch, like like we've been saying throughout the show, press start morlock, twitch.tv slash press start morlock. <sighs> um <laughs> And that is pretty much it. So uh, thanks so much for for listening. And uh, also, if you want to purchase any of the music that you heard today, go to store.mustinenterprises.com. And uh, you can listen to and purchase any of the music there. I shouldn't have to say this is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. Uh, Find out more at planetsidepodcasts.com. What did you say? I said my cousin was married and you're like, is she happily married? Yeah, but I'm... I thought about that a lot that day. (laughs) (laughs) That is a quote from my uncle when he was like nine, crushing on my mom's friend's mom. (laughs) (laughs) I was drinking... She was like, ooh, is she coming up? Is her mama coming to pick her up? Um, wow. Is her mama coming to pick her up? Uh, she's married. But is she happily married, though? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>